Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Targeting with JK47. Uh, I got my good friend and very good friend, and I'm so excited to bring him on the show. I can't thank him enough for coming on. Uh, Christopher Allen Brewer, uh, he's made quite a name for himself in the paranormal community, and uh, it's it's been an honor to get to know him these last couple years. So, um other than that, uh, sorry for the delay. I know I missed a week. I was on vacation visiting my dad, and um, it was a good family vacation. So, yeah, right on. Rest me. But now I'm back into it and ready to ready to go. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring Chris into the show here. Hey What's up, big man? Buddy, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Good, thanks. <laughs> good, good. So, uh, looking at your background, what you like to visualize about you, I, I'm imagining you're a Batman fan. <laughs> yeah, this is actually painted this one, but no, I'm, this is one of my bat lounges. I just like, okay. as a Native American, you know, we believe it like in uh, uh, animal totems and the bat yeah, is yeah, mine. Yeah. So, the bat, you know, about like echolocation, seeing in the dark, relying on your intuition. So, uh, yeah, so obviously the Batman, you know, is like the, this, this <laughs> model I've, um, well, in my, in my old home, uh, we were getting like a lot of paranormal activity, like in my old bat room. And when I charged it, um, and I was putting in like all my Batman collectibles and stuff, I invited that archetype in of that, like that dark night. So sometimes we'd hear things going on. There was one night where I was going to the bathroom and I heard, I am the night. And uh, scared the hell out of me. so uh, you know, your first instinct is to like flip on a light, but I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to meet him on his terms. So I walked in there like in the dark, and he kept okay, saying, things, okay. "Tell your friends Gotham City's safe." You know all these things, and it was just like this Batman bus that uh, kept going on by itself. So, uh, like when I did another one, like in Manitou, we got like the same thing, and here where I live in Old Colorado City, um, same thing. It goes off every now and then, and uh, so I always just like to, um, when I do my podcast, you know, somewhere that has some bit of activity to it, just in case, okay. like, you see something, like, in the mirror behind me or <laughs> your viewers. Can uh, yeah, it. there's a little reflection in that mirror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I know you've been on a few few other podcasts. Uh, I saw you on Talking with the Source with uh, AJ and them and. You know, fun. just for people that missed it, you know, why don't you start off with a little bit of background and uh, uh, what got you into the paranormal? When did you know that uh, you you knew this was your path that you should be on? I guess I got into the paranormal uh, at birth because uh, as a Native American, I was born into the Oglala Sioux tribe um, in Pine Ridge, the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. So just growing up with those um, tribal beliefs and teachings regarding the spirit world and how it coexists with so many forms of life, most of which are unseen. And I don't know if it's just because it is in our DNA or it's because um, we just were taught to kind of expect that activity. But I mean, everybody in my family, there's not one person that hasn't experienced uh, at least three or more hauntings, you know, and some of them pretty severe. Uh, but everywhere we lived, there was hauntings. And I, I don't know if it's just because we had more of that um, awareness, you know, that perception to see them. 
uh, but also like the empathy and, and compassion, you know, to, to pray for these spirits. So, that, so do you, you consider yourself an empath? Like you can feel where the spirits are or feel what they're feeling? And Yeah, we didn't call kinda... it, but um, that's definitely one of the abilities that everybody comes into this life with, uh, whether or not they're aware of it. You know, you don't have to be anything special to be intuitive or to be psychic. It's just, you know, we have all these abilities, but um, unfortunately, a lot of people just dismiss them. You know, we all know what it feels like when someone's watching us, when we feel observed, or when we feel someone's in danger, maybe we're thinking about someone just before they call us. You know, we all have that, but we just dismiss it, unfortunately, like a lot of times. And also, like, as a Sioux, like, our dream time is so sacred to us. And we believe, like, the the spirit world lied really close to the astral world. So it's really easy for spirits to kind of come and go and, like, impart information so after um, like a death in the tribe, you'd often be visited by that person, you know, because it was easier for them to communicate that way than to be able to expend energy trying to manifest in front of you in the waking world. So dreams were a place we so went. So in the dream state, in that in that <laughs> alpha state where that your mind goes in that you know you just don't know what's happening. That's why we don't remember, you know, what we've seen or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know. I know a lot of yeah. people don't um, remember their dreams, but it's just like a like a muscle, like an exercise where, you know, you have to write it down as soon as you remember it or it's gone. You know, there's yeah. been a lot of times where I kind of kicked myself because I, you know, for instance, like three months ago, I had a dream where this particular word was flashing on type of uh, on top of Pike's Peak, like in these big neon, you could be more obvious. And <laughs> I went to bed before I wrote it down. So I have no idea what that message was. So, and a lot of people just dismiss their dreams. They they think they're just like random downloads of the day. Um, but if you work with your dreams, you know, a lot of them can be, end up being like prescient, like a lot of messages. That's where we get like a lot of revisions. So um, that's a big deal for us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Wanty, uh, your spirit goes out on a journey while your body recharges. So, yeah. you know, energy, that, that makes sense to me because... The way Einstein and everybody else sees it, energy doesn't stop. It continuously moves. So yes. even though our physical sense needs to rest, what's stopping our mind or our spirit from, you know, exploring stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can only imagine what my my spirit's doing when I'm sleeping. <laughs> it knows I won't remember, you know? Well, the strange <laughs> thing is, you know, sometimes you can wake up with injuries you know, there was a period where yeah. I kept dreaming, dreaming about uh, UFOs, excuse me, UAPs. And I kept waking <laughs> up with like my legs hanging off off the bed. So yeah. I don't know where yeah. I was or what I was doing, you know, because I don't remember those. So. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that makes sense. So so speaking of that, I, I remember I posted something uh, a while back about, about frequencies. Yeah. You know, as far as different frequency ranges. And, mm -hmm. and I... I remember you saying something that that the whole world or the whole universe is based off of that those frequencies, right? Frequency, vibration, um, vibration. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. what it was. So, like, so explain your theories on 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 that. Well, I mean, we all vibrate at a certain like a particular frequency, and I think a lot of times, like hauntings, we're vibrating at that same frequency, so we're able to see into the past. It's like a a record uh, with the groove and every now okay. and then they line up and we're able to see, you know, we're able, like everything's supposedly happening at the same time, uh, everywhere all at once. 
and every now and then you get a peek into that, you know, into that this other place. But uh, like Tesla, Nikola Tesla did a lot of research on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be a good place to start. Like he incorporated like three, six, and nine into a lot of his work. So anytime he stayed at a hotel, you know, he would uh, it would be three, six, or nine uh, at the times with three, six, or nine. Uh, so a lot of those those numbers, you know, he believed that those held the the key to the universe. So um, it's just that uh, that awareness on a different level. Um, you know, we go into like a lot of these investigations with a number of like different tools, but really the the best first thing you should do is just have a, a meditation, one to set kind of like your intention to figure out exactly what is what it is what you want. Do you want to make authentic contact, or are you just doing this to get more followers and subscribers? You really have to focus on what that is, and followers. So basically, focus on on the attention. What's your intention going into this? You know, exactly. investigation. Okay. And it's, you know, I mean, we all do things for our passion, you know, videos, podcasts, all these things, followers and subscribers, you know, we want to expand our reach. That's fine. Um, but you really have to focus on what it is, exactly what it is you want to do and who you want to make contact with. But part of that meditation is really um, putting yourself in present time because a lot of us aren't really here. You know, we're, we're regretting things that we did in the past. Maybe you didn't want to spend enough time with a person. Maybe we didn't communicate with them in the you know the proper way, or we're thinking about like tomorrow what we have to do for work, what we want to make for dinner, all of these things. But your energy really has to be in the present time to work properly. So part of that frequency and vibration is really um, putting yourself in present time, where where this energy, where this prana uh, can reach you and fuel you properly to be able to do these things and have this kind of heightened awareness where your third eye is, is more open. And, and that's an amazing thing because uh, just before I was getting on the, the podcast around five o'clock, I, I just dropped my son off at uh, soccer and I got this, this urge to go on YouTube. And the first thing there was uh, something called the Gateway Project. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I don't think I have. What is that one? So it was a project developed by the CIA as far as... Um, doing uh while you're asleep you know your oh, yeah. your spirit going on out and they yeah. actually did a project and they're uh the scientists so now it's all declassified yeah so now you you can read all their notes mm -hmm. but the fact that he was able to leave his body not once but nine times yeah you know was and he was able to describe this other room when he woke up that he'd never been in. You know, he did that nine times. The fact that I'm, I'm just excited. Like, like, like I have something to do tomorrow. I got to start <laughs> researching more of this and watch more videos on this uh, gateway yeah. project. Cause you know, I, I want to experience that. I'd love to have that out of body experience, you know, just so go somewhere never, and see, see what happens. Tried that before. No, I'm not not the out of body. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You really have to be in the right space, and you have to be uh, create a sacred space so you feel protected. You know, anytime you leave your body, a lot of times people leave their body. You know, like smoking pot or drinking uh, alcohol. You know, things that um, pull you away from your body can be dangerous. You know, you have to protect that space. There's been times where I've astral projected, and um, I was aware of like different. Um, sounds like really high-pitched noises that were being made by 
entities or different things like around me. Oh, really? Wow. So, um, <laughs> and a lot of us do that, you know, like in sleep, you know, like a lot of us have had dreams where we're kind of floating above the ceiling and we just think that was a dream, but that's actually part of that astral projection. That's just how we remember it, you know, or times where we dream of flying, you know, flying around the, the neighborhood, you know. Right, right, right. Or the dream of falling, maybe. <laughs> Maybe oh, that's your like spirit oh falling back into your body. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the that's the scariest thing. I, that only happened to me twice, I, where I've had that dream of me falling and yeah. I woke yeah. up like this. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that the mind can do that, you know, like while you're asleep, is just amazing. Yeah. Um. So it it just shows that if we're we're only using like ten percent of our mind, you know, who knows what what else we're capable of if you get both of those sides in in the same frequency that's basically what the gateway project was is there's a frequency you can play in this year and then in this year and it it balances it out so when you sleep to it it will allow you to to astro uh, you know project yourself so there's a number of different ways like um you know, sensory deprivation, I mean, like the tank. Um, yeah, and the tank, yeah, yeah. The movie, you probably remember that movie with, like, I think it was William Hurt, was it? Um, uh, Ultra with State. the salt water, and, yes. like, they had the big tank. <laughs> yeah. And they were dumping salt water. In I mean, there. that's part of where, like, Stranger Things with Eleven. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's based yeah. on a lot of those, you know, CIA experiments a lot of which were horrifying, you know, but remote right. viewing, you know, all of those things. It might, I think, I think my favorite movie though, uh, about that, that subject was, uh, men who stare at goats. When <laughs> did, did that come did out? You, you remember that with uh, George no. Clooney and Jeff Bridges and no, I didn't uh, see that one. Kevin Spacey's in it. Oh wow! Oh my gosh, that movie is a classic, dude. You have to watch it. It's called uh, "Men Who Stare at Goats," and that's really based on something that really—it's a comedy. It's a comedy kind of, um, you know, fun movie. I—I I don't know. It, it, they're making fun of the army and their 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 projects in the seventies and stuff. It, it, I loved it. I I can watch that movie anytime. So. Right on. I'll watch. I'll watch that. <laughs> You'll have to watch that with. So so, how's James? I haven't asked you about James. How's he doing? He's doing really good. We're really excited. We're going to uh, Las Vegas next month for my birthday, and that's we're staying, right. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we're going to be staying at. Uh, it's called the Horseshoe now. It was was uh, Bally's, and then before that, was, uh, original MGM Grand. So like in 1980, a fire broke out, and uh, this was before like a lot of like safety codes were in place. So 87 people died, like 10 people died, like in one elevator. So um, this is like the really macabre part of being in the paranormal field, which is, you know, research into these things. So I had gotten a hold of the coroner's report, which is just page oh, after page of deaths. Oh, my God. Um, exactly like where. So, uh, so if you go you know, there and you get any names, you'll be able to correlate any names. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you can find out like exactly where people died. Like a lot of people died like in stairwells for like smoke inhalation. Because oh back God. then they didn't even have a way to, um, if there was like a fire, it could come right through your air conditioning. And of course, being lost. Yeah, it was. It was Vegas. You know, it wasn't like yeah. New York with fire escapes and stuff. They they didn't matter about that. 
you know so many like combustible materials like a lot of the doors like in the stairwell were locked you know like now yeah. you see, like a lot of like fire uh fire hoses like on every floor they didn't even have those so that tragedy really brought like a lot of the fortunately like a lot of the hotels up to code but it took the deaths of uh, 87 people for that to happen um but it was just uh like the fire was so fast it moved like 19 feet um, per second so um and then like uh like the backdrop like this big uh fireballs there's one that blew out the entrance um and then oh, of course geez. the power went out so it made it really hard for the firefighters to locate bodies to attempt like any rescue you know a lot of them reported stepping over these mounds of stuff which were bodies so oh. um it was just really macabre trying to find out um, exactly where people had died, how many people had died, um, which is really just a very, very heavy energy. When we did like New Orleans a couple years back, there was a lot of places we went to that just had that really heavy energy, especially like after Katrina. A lot of people yeah. there were kind of yeah. uh, what they what they called like Katrina crazy. They still had, like PTSD um, right. from that natural disaster. So, you know, those things were really... Uh, sensitive to you know like James um, I've known him for probably 19 years now so he's a part of the tribe like my Indian name is Matochante which is Bearheart and we were just about ready to give him an Indian name and then like a COVID happened so all of the elders went into um, lockdown you know yeah to uh, you know preserve obviously their language their wisdom but um you know he's developed that uh, the awareness you know over time so like in my tribe, you know, like medicine men, um, people that are like healers, you're really not supposed to be in areas where there's been like a lot of death. Um, if you plan on becoming like a medicine man, because you can pick up these toxic energies um, and what's worse, you can pass them on to uh, other people. So you really have to be careful and you really have to protect, your, protect yourself when you do go out into the field. So so that, that brings up a, a, a great thing. Like, uh, so spirit, what do you like spirits are energy right? yeah. i i you know so you know positive and negative energy and you know it's going to collect the things so you think that's how spirits attach themselves like you think they could change their energy you know from a positive to a negative and that's what it attaches to you or i think it really depends on um the person's like mindset um unfortunately because a lot of the shows are fear-based and sensational um it's kind of like getting scratched is a big thing you know people come out with scratches and um even if they're not attached you know there's you know they're, they're going to believe that they got attached so if they stub their toe you know if they hear a strange noise house groaning well no that's an attachment so you know these shows are just like so sensational and so over the top a lot of them so that's kind of um i think it's their mindset you know like if they, they if they expect that to happen that's they're going to find a way for that to happen but as far as like an authentic attachment, um, you know, we all have paths, you know, like spiritual paths, whether or yeah, not we're spiritual yeah. people. So there's paths that we agree on even before we incarnate in these bodies, you know, particular paths we agree to take in order to understand the creator better. So, um, you know, if, if your path is a paranormal path, you know, a lot of that is, you know, I, I, I see a paranormal investigation as, Kind of like a spiritual act because it is the study of energy um mm -hmm. and for a lot of people you know you see what's on tv it looks like fun you want to go do that yourself you know just kind of like the, those haunted houses from like the 80s kind of like that ooh ah which is really fun but a lot of people don't understand you know there's like a lot of spirits that really are needing to uh 
seek validation for the things that they've been through, you know. Or so they need help passing on to that next level. Like, like yeah. they got trapped there. They didn't, yeah. you know, because of a situation or because they weren't ready to go or, you know, whatever bound them to the earth plane. They're, they're still here, but all they want is help. Like a yeah. lot of the home investigations that I did from, from, you know, coast to coast, from Tennessee to California, I've been everywhere, you know, all the investigation. 95% was family members that wanted their attention needed help moving on because they didn't yeah. know they didn't know what to do so they're just doing what they were doing trying to get somebody's attention and you know and that's where the life path for me like <laughs> like that's where it came into play you know yeah. like i was put i was meant to survive the war i was meant to get into yeah. ghosts and so on and so forth you know well, a lot of the uh, hauntings with uh, families um, that like more than one family member will experience, which are often um, spirits of deceased family members, you know, yeah. in, in my tribe, that was really common. So for instance, um, like one of my grandmothers, when there was a wedding, she kind of like loved rifling through the wedding gifts to find out who got what for who. And um, after she died, like when there was a wedding, uh, you know, sometimes like the doorknobs would turn in the houses and they just be like, oh, that's just grandma. But as kids that, you know, that used to horrify us because we thought, well, what's going to, what are we going to see when we open <laughs> that door? Grandma, you know? yeah. But it's just ancestors. You know, a lot of it's, yeah. it's they're, not, they're not stuck. They just choose to stay behind to look over their loved ones, you know, and, and the tribe, you know. So. No, and see that, that brings up another point. Like Sean, you know, Sean Krasha, he, yeah. he, he said to me, uh, you know, your spirit guides are with you, you know, but when you're really sad or you need that extra kind of boost or whatever, that's when your family members will come in. So if you're yeah. ever down, you know, that's when the, the spirit guides will step aside and your family will come and help you. Like, and I thought that was the most amazing thing because it makes perfect yeah. sense. Like, like, like my brother that passed, like I can feel him hugging me all the time, you know, yes. it's going to be okay, you know, or yeah. like our song will play on the radio or yes, exactly. you know, some, something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've dreamt of my mom and my dad many times. So for us, because our dream time is so sacred, it's, um, you know, a lot of us believe that that dream time is more real than this waking world, this waking reality. So to be visited by a spirit in your dream time, we believe that was an actual visitation just like if they came to their house and were visiting so i've had dreams with my mom and dad where they were able to impart you know information easier than they would have been able to like in this dimension so um but again uh like times when i've been really missing my mom or sad and like maybe one of her favorite songs would come on or you know those kinds of things yeah yeah, yeah. like and it's the most peculiar place like like i can remember when we went um to Louisiana uh, for one of my brother's uh, funeral things. It was it was in New Orleans, and we were walking around, and the song that I dedicated to his life was uh, Three Little Birds, uh, Bob Marley. And yeah. we're walking down, and there's this street performer, and he was performing a song. All of a sudden, he stopped this song, and he started singing that song. No like, way. I was like, oh I was like what the fuck? And, <laughs> and everybody just looked at me like, I was like, I don't know. I'm tipping this man, though. 
That's oh, I, I think it was my brother saying, hey, tip this guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, uh, that is so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, those small coincidences, like there's nothing to explain it. And, you know, and, and I love like how skeptics are like so quickly to dismiss everything, but they just can't believe that it happened for a reason. Like they want to know why the reason, you know, and it's frustrating yeah. sometimes. So. I just growing up the way I did, I, I don't understand that. Um, you know, obviously I have a lot of people um, that are skeptics that I know, uh, which is great because I'd rather have a skeptic on my team um, than just have someone that believes, you know, anything willy nilly, you know. You know, I love to be challenged, you know, yeah. like, like, hey, what what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is what I experienced. This is what I felt. This is the video you can see. This is where I felt that. And, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. <laughs> well, when I met James, I mean, he was a total skeptic. You know, he didn't really, uh, he's Italian, so they had some superstitions and stuff. But, um, you know, it really took me getting him out to a lot of these places um, to where his um, perception began to change, you know, and to be able to trust what he felt. Yeah, there's Chris. Uh, you know, remember Chris from the Abbey? He'll, yeah. he'll go on investigations with us. <laughs> he said, I like showing stuff to skeptics and I hear their debunking reasons. And I can be like, nope, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's unless you're there, it, you know, we're the ones that are willing to take that step to go yeah. into the, the places in the middle of the night, you know, and. And if you ask a skeptic, why why don't you come along with me? Oh, I'll go during the day. It'd be the same. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. no, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah like was... um like the the one Dennis shows all the time. Um the picture of uh, Abigail up in the room on the fourth floor in the middle of the day. And it was a police officer that took the picture you know and he's yeah. like i don't know what this is there's no one in the room so <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait to go back there <clears throat> so so you're going to be yeah. there like you said you're going to be there the whole the whole period yeah yeah so we're going to be there yeah saturday uh what is it may 19th i think is that saturday uh may 10th to the 12th okay so yeah we'll be there whatever that saturday is <clears throat> And then we'll be doing like a special uh, presentation. So we'll be showing like a lot of the spirit photography we've taken over the years, some of like our EVPs, things from our investigation. Yeah, there's Queen there's Batch. There's uh, uh, Dennis's sons in here. He says hello. <laughs> so glad everyone's Yeah, here. man. I, our mayhem's the 11th to the 14th. That's, yeah. that's what it is, 11th to the 14th. So I, I can't wait, man. I, I love doing investigations, especially if I'm already down there and I don't have to worry about driving home. <laughs> like, oh gosh, I'll no. stay up that extra late. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, wake up for lunch and, and start all over again. <laughs> so um, what's been your, like, um, was there anything that happened to you there that you kind of favor more um, than others? Yeah, the, that, last mayhem or it was one of the last investigations it was it was uh up in the monk's room have you ever been up there yes dennis usually had it locked and yeah. he would unlock it but uh up in the monk's room i remember um uh tiffany and her husband were sitting there filming 
and um, I was sitting, I want to say, on the, the north end of the wall on the, on this box, and um, cat balls and stuff started going off, and they were using their portal, and I, I said, uh, is there a father in here? And it said, Philip, like clear as day. Like it, it, it was Philip. Like everybody in the room was like, oh, it's Father Philip that's up here. And he's a known uh, spirit at the, at the Abbey. And then I kid you not, not like five seconds later, I, I, like, I wish I had their camera footage. They they said the memory card was full and it stopped recording. So, yeah. uh, but I I felt like see how short my hair is. Like I get I get it pretty short on the on the sides. You know, it's like a zero. Mm-hmm. I felt these hairs being pulled <laughs> like through my hat. Wow. <laughs> and I thought it was a spider or something. I drop all my stuff. You hear me go, what is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like screaming, <laughs> you know, because there was, it was my hair being pulled through my hat. I don't yeah. know if it was Father Philip or, or whatever saying, hey, I, I'm here for you, man. Yeah. But I, that's the one place I love at the Abbey is going up in that monk's room now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, and I was just there with Sean and Dennis. We were trying to get rid of this, this dark thing that's there. Yeah. And it, it was pretty bad. Was that uh, the one that's on like the fourth floor? Or is it this? It, it went into the chapel now. Okay. Apparently, some stuff happened in the chapel. And, and my, I brought my dog. Even mm-hmm. my dog growled right when Sean said, We need to get out of here. Wow. So I was like, Yeah. <laughs> And like the big wooden pews that are in there, I was sitting on it and it like lifted. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go, but I was like, I just need a moment to comprehend what just happened. Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) funny. The work that we do, regardless of what happens, we're still like, my God, did that really happen? You know, you think we just be used to it, but... And I you catch know. it on film. Can you do yeah. it again, Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> and the Spirit's like, ah! Yeah, there was... Uh, I think it was two years ago, me and James went in and we filmed a, a complete reenactment of MTV's Fear. <laughs> so we filmed everything just as, you know, like one of those episodes had had happened. And we did, uh, like, these dares. So, um... Things like I had to be in the potato cellar by myself. There was that like that. There's like that hospital <laughs> gurney down there. Yeah. So my dare was I had to lay on that gurney by myself in the dark, uh, with all by my, like no, I had to go down there completely alone. And that was that was the thing with all these dares. You have to do them by yourself. You know, it's one thing to go with like a crowd of people and exactly and, like, when you're by yourself, other. you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of neat because that was exploring like our own levels of fear. You know, we've never done it like investigations just by ourselves. You know, we've always been together. So that was kind of interesting to see how that energy kind of like charged the environment. And that's where uh, like I Dare You came from, like the series I started working on, which sends people into haunted locations. I love it, dude. I, I like, did it that one yes, night. <laughs> that was so it. great. I loved it. Yeah, what is it? St. Joseph Manor? Yeah. So yeah. I don't remember like what dare I gave you but um, um I had to sit down in the very basement and I had the the those damn golf balls, uh, the chalk <laughs> cards around the yes. balls and yeah and beat the thing. 
and I got an EVP, I, I think, on, on mine. Yeah. I don't know if I got it on the camera, but I heard something. So. Well, yeah, I'll be putting that together like later this year so you can actually see like what else okay. happened. But the, the point was to send people down there. <clears throat> so it wasn't just like a, what paranormal activity they would get. It was how their fear kind of alters their perception and experience. Perceptions, yeah. You know? yeah. <clears throat> but the thing was, none of us were really afraid. We might have been kind of nervous, but... We're so used to doing this. It's like everyone's just like on camera. They're just like, do, do, I, I agree with you. I think yeah. we, you know, the next time you want to do it, we, it's got to be a virgin place for it all does. of us. It really does. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, has anybody place? investigated here? And if somebody says yes, well, no, you can't go because you're going to yeah. spoil it. You know? it's yeah. like, and I would love to get like some, places. yeah, I'd love to get some, I think when we do the Abbey, I'll have some people if they want to participate and play this, I dare you. And people think it's just, it sounds kind of funny, like the old, I dare you to do this, you know, truth or dare. It's, it's really not. It's really about, you know, going into this location by yourself. You're being, you, you get, take a bag with you. And in that bag is um, like a collection of like uh, paranormal tools, like different trigger objects. And then uh, over the walkie talkie, you're given like a dare, as you know. So no, you have exactly. to do, do it on live, like not have it written down. Okay, yes. now that you're in the location, you'll notice in their bag there's three things you got. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. Yeah, because like uh, Barbara like, Sanders says, I don't think I could do that. I like watching it on TV though. Yeah, it's so engaging. I mean, it is so fun. Like when when I did the one on the gurney by myself, I did the one where the the room behind it has like that um, old like coffin, so I could leave that gurney or i'd be disqualified and i kept feeling like something was peeking around the corner from that coffin room and it was just freaking me out and you're i'm doing this in darkness and one of my dares was to take pictures down that long hallway where they saw that like blue light or whatever that was yeah so i'm taking pictures more because i wanted like a light source because i'm doing everything like in the complete dark <laughs> in the and i kept dark. seeing this thing getting closer and closer so yeah it was um it, it was a lot of fun <laughs> I love doing that stuff. That, yes. like, that's my favorite. Like, yeah. And and to introduce myself to the paranormal, what do I do? I go to a person's house that no one's been to and <laughs> fighting poltergeist. Like I went right into the heaviest of the heavy, you know? Well, I talked about being like in, in, in present time, not in the past or in the future. And it's just yeah. one of those things that nails you to the present you know because you're so hyper aware of everything that's you know different sounds feelings smells uh, like <laughs> like when i feel something there like i get excited like the hairs on the back of my yeah. neck start standing up i'm like okay something's gonna happen soon <laughs> so that's why i love going with uh sean crochet because you know he's a medium so i'm able he's, to count. he smells yeah. it like his he impact does. like yeah. he'll smell it like yeah quicker than anybody i'm like I didn't smell that until yeah. later, you know. Like, like did, did you get the bubble gum at St. Joseph Manor when we did that one? Do you remember smelling yeah, the bubble gum? Yeah. It was yeah. like a whole, was, like bazooka or something, but he was the first I, one to smell it. And then, yeah. yeah. He's like, I smell bubble gum. There's a kid around here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love no, that. Yeah, I love the Abbey. I love uh, helping Sean. Have you ever done the Elks Lodge or the theater up there? Yeah, believe it or not, no. In Florence. It's, it's like the the times we wanted to do it, it was, you know, there was already teams, there was things going on. You know, we'd rather go in kind of like cold and um, 
by ourselves, you know, so there's not a lot of like, you know, um, audio contamination or, you know, it's, it's hard to get EVP sometimes when it's really echoey and you have like a lot of people in there. We did um, Crook Patterson Mansion in Denver once and it was almost impossible because there's teams on every floor, you know, so um, you always feel kind of like you're stepping into someone's camera or, you know, it's just hard to do it with other people. So. And so, so you said you have been to the Elks Lodge or you have not no, been to the Elks Lodge? Not yet. Yeah, we've so been that might be a we, good place to go. Yeah. Because um, I know Sean and I, like, we got some stuff that night. I got an EVP really clear at the theater. Mm-hmm. But it's a small town. And the funny thing is my dad, when I went up to Idaho, he gave me this, this one thing. And... You'll never guess where it was from. It's from the Elks Lodge. Wow. In in Florence. No way. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just investigated there. And I, he's like, oh. so I, I'll bring it back. I think he signed it and stuff. So That's so cool. So that'd be a cool place to go back to, man. Well, there's like a, I guess when we did like St. Joseph, um, one of the police officers was talking about um, some kind of like antique store by the St. Joseph or no, by the uh, Elks Lodge. Um, yeah, it's right next to the theater is the antique store. Yeah, I guess they have a lot of activity there, too. But No, because when me and Sean were in the theater, like, everybody was all going down behind the stages and stuff. And we're just sitting out there in the auditorium. And he's like, I smell fire. And I'm like, wow. I, I'm like, I'm like taking these deep breaths. Like, I, I don't smell shit, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm taking these deep breaths. And, and then when we get outside, it was bothering him. He's like, I don't understand why I was smelling burning. You know, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah. And I looked around the corner. I'm like, right there, dude. There's an antique store right next to it. So, I mean, what's the stop spirit? He's like, that's probably what it is. So that yeah, antique that- store, is, I, I bet it is haunted. I bet there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. The police officer said there was more uh, activity there than at the theater. So, <laughs> Man, I'd love to get in there. I don't know who the owner is, but yeah. But if Sean's sense can smell it, yeah, you know it's going to be good. So. Yeah. So, um, are there any uh, TV projects coming up or that you're working on? Or well, I did. Uh, I, I filmed season four of Haunted Hospitals last year. Um, I did the previous three seasons and. Um, it's still not premiered here yet. It's it's premiered in Canada and the UK, but it's not made its way to the States. And I don't know if it's oh. because, uh, you know, there's this big merger going on with Discovery Plus and uh, HBO Max. So uh, I don't know if it's on hold yeah. because of that. But, um, you know, like yours, Mission Impossible. When, when did you say that premieres? Or Mission Unexplained, yeah. Mission Unexplained. Um, so it's already premiered in Canada. Yeah. And I'm just kind of... Uh, uh, Googling it every week to see when my episode comes up. Yeah. But I, I, I talked to Heather um, Findley. Uh, Tobin told me to talk to her. So, uh, But she said it's going to air um, April 26th is the first episode for the U.S. So, you know, but that's all I know. But I know I'm on episode five, I think. I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> you know, my story sucked or it's good or whatever. 
<laughs> Hopefully, I get them more intrigued. Or <laughs> and that was in Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah, I went to Buffalo when they filmed that. I had long hair then. Oh. I don't have it anymore. No, it looks good. I, I used to have the ponytail. <laughs> yeah, I've been out there like several times for like when we did like Paranormal 911 and Paranormal. Um, Paranormal, um, I think Night Shift was out there too, but um, that uh, it's a very interesting hotel. Like, I always think so, I'm going to have more time on the plane to like memorize my thing, but there's usually just so much going on. Like, were you really nervous? Yeah. Did that? yeah, I was nervous as heck. I, I was like, I don't know what to say. And the lady's sitting there telling me, what, I'm like, no, that's not what happened. So I'll <laughs> say it this way. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, okay, that works. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, like, I like. She told me to say these dates, and it was the wrong dates. So I'm like, "Those are the wrong dates." Can I say it again with the right dates? And she's like, "Oh, okay." And I'm sure they're like, "Cut, whatever." I'm sure yeah. they're gonna make me look like a jackass, but whatever. <laughs> oh no, no. By the no. time we had like the special effects and the dramatization, I'm sure it's gonna be really engaging. They did. They do a really good job with those. I don't know. I'm thinking Ralph Macchio played my double. That's what. I'm <laughs> Yeah, because I've had like what, three different people play me on TV, and it's just so <laughs> surreal watching these stories with other people. You know, like James has had also three people playing him. So it is yeah. just the most like surreal thing, but it's it's really cool to see like all the different things they add. Like when we did um when we did my ghost story like in 2012, I think at the Cave of the Winds, uh -huh. and uh, I used to have a friend that owned a, a Native American shop in Manitou, and he was uh, Dene. And again, I'm Sue, so you know we'd always talk different legends in the area, and he would always talk about this uh, portal in Cave of the Winds. And now, now, like nowadays, like portals are such a big thing, but uh, back then this was like an authentic um, one of the uh, entrances to the underworld. And there's a lot of cultures that associate caves with entrances to the underworld. Yeah, but yeah. the youths of the area really did believe that there was an entrance there. So I almost got obsessed with trying to find these this place like on these different <laughs> right. tours okay. and spelunking and everything else. But anyway, we did a whole episode of uh, my ghost story there where we're down underground from like uh, 12 noon to I think nine in the evening. Uh, just me, James and a cameraman. Oh, so geez. that was really, really interesting. And then they flew us out to L.A. where we filmed like at some biography channel studios. And that was really interesting because they wanted to, they gave you alcohol if you wanted it. We didn't participate. <laughs> it was, it was Spirit for spirits. Trying, yeah, but it, it's to kind of loosen your tongue. Yeah. But it was a really yeah. bad experience for the people that went on before us because they drank so much that they weren't even filmable. <laughs> they got, they passed drunk. out. Yeah. So, because, you know, it, it plays havoc with your nerves and you really want to honor the story. But, um, yeah yeah that was uh but what what we liked about it was that they don't use actors for the dramatizations they use you so we got to play all these other roles which was really interesting you know <laughs> i missed that show so so let me ask you this what if you had one dream location like out of all the locations anywhere in the world i know we talked about it earlier about europe and the castles that that's mine not like i would love to what, what's your dream location? Like, you could spend one week there. Probably, like, Povelia, um, which was uh, uh, an island in uh, Italy, and it's where they sent, like, a lot of people that had um, uh, the plague. They sent them there the to death die. The Death Island, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Death Island. Um, 
But I remember like watching it, like when this, when all these new uh, paranormal reality shows were coming out, like uh, Scariest Places on Earth with Linda Blair was one of them. And uh, we got to meet her and I asked her about um, that particular episode. And a lot of it was like really getting too dark, like Fox Family picked it up and which was, uh, you know, they had like a lot of Christian programs. So that was one of the reasons they ended up canceling it. But um, they actually did get a lot of activity, like a lot of what was shown, they did, um, they did things with like air guns and stuff to scare the families. Um, oh, wow. Uh, again, to just make it more dramatic, sensational, et cetera. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, even without those things, you know, just going in with like with you. I know. Like, oh, it's huh? like it's not creepy enough. You got to shoot at me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I think that place would be really interesting to because just there's so much death. You know, a lot of times I'm. I'm asked about uh, like Wounded Knee and uh, like where I come from, the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. We don't really ghost hunt in those places. It's just too close to us. It's, uh, it's again, it's you're not supposed to really pursue spirits because it can be dangerous. That was our tribal belief. Um, so like ghost hunting, it's just kind of, um, it's just not done. You know, you can go and you can cleanse spaces, you can clear spaces. But, you know, like one of my uncles was a reservation cop and he'd see things all the time. And I'd be like, well, how do you know that's this figure like off the side of the road from your patrol car isn't just someone like hitchhiking? It's, he's, he's like, well, because when I get up to them, they're either transparent or they're giving, giving off their own light. But he'd see a lot of things on the reservation that were kind of like unexplained. But a lot of things that he didn't, he'd have to investigate as a, as a police officer. And a lot of them end up being, um, you know, supernatural experiences. That's all. That's um, crazy, man. Like, yeah. like, I think that like, if you look at like the Catholic beliefs and the Christian beliefs in religion, and you look at uh, the native Americans, as far as uh, the great spirit, you know, and then there's God, the great, you know, it's just kind of weird how, how they're the same, but they're not because, yeah. you know, like, like you, you're correct me if I'm wrong, but like your religion like in in the Native Americans, is the Earth will provide everything is everything is spiritual. It all comes back, you know. Mm-hmm. Like like our our spirits move on, you know. That's where you get your spirit animals and you know and going into Christianity. Like if you do the don't do this, you're the devil or. <laughs> You know, like, well, I, like I was, they, I was just like label people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I grew up um, like in a Presbyterian church. We knew the pastor, like from a very early age. My mom also wanted to expose us to like different belief systems, um, which we have great respect for. You know, we had like a great church, a great pastor. Um, it was a really great congregate, congregation, but we were able to get in there um, a lot of times by ourselves because we had um, deacons in our family with keys to the church. So some of my earliest paranormal investigations were actually investigating that church, but I didn't really find anything. I just, um, I feel things. There were certainly like echoes. I don't know what exactly I expected to see, but um, uh, just that I, I know like a lot of belief systems for different cultures were demonized. Like when we grew up, like Buddha was like, you know, like this scary, we didn't really know about it. Right, right, yeah. And then yeah. once I grew up and started going to like metaphysical stores and finding out about different belief systems. I was like, oh, that's that's all it is. It's it's another spiritual figure, you know? So um, we still have that, you know, I, I, I manage a metaphysical store. 
um, here in Colorado Springs and a lot yeah, of Yeah, tell me about your store, man. Like, like that's amazing. You have you have this beautiful store. Sean was telling me about it because that's where he got some of his, his stuff for his investigation. And I guess yeah, he we, helped you out there and yeah, you know. Yeah, I do the psychic reader schedule, so I'm exposed to like a lot of uh, psychics, like a lot of real psychics, uh, mediums, um, you know, like Sean's been on like haunted case files, portals to hell. So a lot of people with this long background, like one of our readers is going to be celebrating her 40th anniversary doing psychic readings there uh, this spring. But uh, it's been a business in, like since like 1977. And we carry everything you need for spiritual living. So candles, um, crystals, books, sage, you know, all of those things for maintaining kind of like your, your uh, creating a sacred space. But we also have like classes, uh, past life regression, uh, classes on like numerology, whatever season four of Haunted Hospital, you know. So do you want to shout out uh, your website or where people can uh, mm -hmm. find out this information? Like yeah, it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, celebrationstore.com. So um, it's, it's just got like a long history and it's such a great community with like a lot of wonderful open minds. You know, I've met so many wonderful people there, um, like all the readers. I have like a really great relationship with them. But I just gravitated there just coming from, you know, like my own kind of spirituality was just like an extension of that. And then I don't know if, how it was for you when like you when you went to Louisiana. But when we went a couple of years back, like the first thing I wanted to do was to go to one of these like voodoo museums and find out how, everything I could about voodoo and hoodoo, because that's a, a religion that is so demonized. And I really wanted to find out um, what it was about. So we met this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this this real voodoo priest, like within five minutes of going in there, and we're able to visit with him for like about an hour and a half. So cleared up like a lot of the misconceptions, and um, you know, just like my grandfather, he was like another like elder from their their, their tribe. So um, it was really really interesting. Like I bought like a spirit rattle, which is one of the ways that they call spirit into their space uh, when they're doing like. Yeah, I remember you bringing it to the abbey when. Uh, when yes. I first met you, I was like, Oh, what is that cool thing? You're like, It's a spirit rattle. We're gonna yeah. do this. It's a very low tech here. tool. You know, I, people always ask, like, What's your favorite tool to bring during investigations? And it's these kinds of things, you know, or things that we make. Um, we did an investigation at the Crook Patterson Mansion, like in 2012, which was one of our best ones, um, and got a lot of things on video, like on camera. But I just, uh, I dreamt about this. Um, what I did was I took a stick with like a styrofoam ball and I put it on the stick and inside the styrofoam ball, I shoved like quartz crystal points and uh, drew symbols on there, symbols for like attraction and spirit that had different meanings. And then I went around to places where there's like a lot of paranormal activity and just kind of like a tom-tom very gently on the walls, just kind of, um, kind of loosened like a lot of the energy. Cause like a lot of times during renovations, during renovations, there's, a lot of hauntings, like a lot of that energy is kind of like, um, yeah, stirred up. right. It's stirred yeah. up. Yeah. So things like that, I'll dream about like different tools. Um, you know, like a lot of us build our own spirit boxes now, like our own electronic tools. So I really believe it's something that you put your own energy into. Like a lot of people that come into the store, like not a lot of people, but you know, some people think, you know, you just, you get a crystal, it's for healing. You put it in your pocket and you call it a day. It's just going to heal you. It doesn't really work like that. It's a, it's a tool and you're the battery. So you really have to set that intention and put your own energy into it or it's, you know, it's not going to work. So I don't think no. it matters what you use as long as you're really 
putting your, you know, setting your attention and putting your own energy into it and using it responsibly. Yeah. And I totally believe in that. Like when I first started, you know, going to these people's houses and stuff, I, I was thinking of ways, you know, what's going to make a spirit weakened or, you know, I was really scientifical about it, but the more I went along, it became more of a spiritual awakening for me that, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm feeling this over here and this stuff's yeah. not catching it. <laughs> you know, I'm going over here and, yeah. and then I'd get a great EVP or, you know, I'd get responses on command and, you know, and, and it's just amazing if you put that faith in yourself, if you believe yourself believe you that you can do this stuff you'll you're gonna get it back yeah you know what i mean i do stay a lot positive. of positive yeah you do have to stay positive you know like a lot of the shows um i do like paranormal in one paranormal night shift on the hospitals scarce night of my life um a lot of them are more fear-based because that's that's how they maintain their viewership you know people want to be scared but um a lot of times it's really not like that. You know, it's just like an echo. It's residual. If it is an intelligent spirit, a lot of times, um, you know, it's, you know, certainly there's some very malevolent and angry things out there, but that's not all it is. You know, like wh what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? <clears throat> My first case in yeah. Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, it was the second night. It's always the second nights whenever I'm, at these people's house. It's always the second night that's the worst. And I remember I was just clearing the family room. They were in bed. You know, the dog was laying down comfortable. I was walking around the house with the K2. And, you know, I was live on Facebook with it. And as I'm walking around, because I, I thought that was the best way to, to get evidence and stuff is as long as I'm live, you know, they'll see what I'm seeing, you know, and it won't be fake, you know, so that, that's why I go live as much as possible. Yeah. You know, when I'm at locations, but what sucks is like, you won't get signal or it'll be a crappy signal and whatever. So then I have to use the cameras with the timestamp. I was like, as long as there's a timestamp, they can see it's not edited or, or anything. So, mm -hmm. so that's my, advice to people that want to go <laughs> but anyway i the scariest it was the second night and uh i had just finished going live all the lights were off i'm getting ready to to go in in like there's this hallway it's like that and uh, my room was off to the right and there was a room off to the left and the room off to the left is where um uh, my client's mother was on hospice she was at the house and and she died in that room yeah and um and i remember going going into my room i looked off to my left as i looked i saw a full apparition of a woman standing there with her arms crossed just looking out the window and it was white and i said oh shit and i, I went into my room <laughs> Like, yeah. I didn't, I was like, I'm not ready for the, the, my first investigation. I remember that <laughs> night. I remember that night, man. I was, I was under the blankets. I had my headphones on. I didn't, I was like, I know a ghost won't kill me, but I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I, yeah. can't, I couldn't sleep, man. And finally went to sleep, woke up around noon and they're like, was everything okay? And I'm like, hold on a second. And 
I, I grabbed my equipment and I just put a cat ball in, in that room, right in the center where I saw her. Mm-hmm. I said, cause I had the courage now. I was like, I was like, okay, if you were here last night, can you, can you light up that ball? And it lit up and wow. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, is your name, is your name Sharon? And lit up and lit up. And I was like, can I tell Kelly that I saw you? Can she was the the owner of the home and her, her mom lit up the ball and said, yeah, yeah. It was her mom that was in the home. But there was also a dark entity in that home and I trapped it into this doll and they threw the doll away. Like, like I told them. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first investigation ever, like, ever and i went by myself you know i mean the family was there but you know i was the one fighting it they weren't you know it's like i'm I'm supposed to be the one dealing with it so how many years ago was that that was july of 2020 july june or july i i started oh my god dude i started jk47 uh, three years ago tomorrow. Wow. Happy anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my anniversary is tomorrow. That's awesome. Oh, I couldn't think of a better person to celebrate it with. Thank you, my friend. Right on. <laughs> yeah, the scariest What about thing- you? What what was your scariest experience? You've been to uh like Victor? Victor, no. Victor, Colorado. Uh-uh. So there's a lot of great places around there, but um we went to this place um like uh, Cripple Creek, Victor, it was, uh, it's called the BB House, um, just like this old homestead. And, um, you know, it's completely abandoned now. There's some houses around there that are also abandoned, but we were uh, in the upstairs of one of these old houses, um, you know, like with the sagging like ceilings and um, just maybe kind of dangerous. Um, It was the middle of the night and like all the windows are broken out. So like the wind just howls through the whole house. So I was up there and I felt something and I was really trying to make contact with the spirit. And I was getting really impatient because um, it was getting really cold. You know, we wanted to just go back home to the Springs. So I just, I spent a lot of time in that room just trying to uh, connect with whatever this was, but it was really elusive, this energy. So uh, I was like, okay, whatever, you had your chance. Kind of rude. And then we went home. So that night I had, um, it wasn't a dream, but I opened my eyes and I was uh, lying on the floor of that room and it felt like my physical body was there. Like I could feel the, the wind blowing over my, my arms. Um, and I couldn't get up. It's not, and it wasn't like one of these like paralysis dreams. Um, it was just, something was pinning me down. You know, it was, I was paralyzed, but it wasn't, uh, something that you could just like explain away because I was like in this hypnagogic state. There really was an entity there that was holding me down. And, uh, I didn't There's want to know Dennis. what it was. Dennis says hello. Hey, Dennis. <laughs> so um, I, I was there by myself. I didn't want to make any kind of contact. I didn't want to know what this thing was. I wanted to go back home, and it wasn't letting me go. And uh, so I was just like, um, all of a sudden, I hear this voice that says, is this what you want? And I knew it wasn't. What? And then I had it, yeah, it released me, and I was catapulted back to the springs in my bed. And just like those falling dreams, I just woke up. Like I fell back into my bed. 
See, and I, get the I, smell. I hate those trees. <laughs> yeah, I, I could not get the smell of that place off of my clothing. Like, I was actually, really? like, I smell it on my sheets. So oh, that was probably man. the scariest thing. Like, uh, this thing knew what I wanted, and it knew I was trying to make communication, but it just, you know, it didn't like me. So that was that was one of the more scarier things that I've, I wouldn't call and that it. Was Victor? Victor that was in Victor? That was in either Victor or, or Cripple Creek. I, I don't think it was, like, malevolent. I think it was just something that, I was kind of rude to it, so it was like being rude back, oh, and that's why, right. you know, yeah. like as they say, you know, spirits were living people once, so you always have to have that respect, you know, the proper no intentions. Respect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what what is our cutoff point? Because it's What's eight that? o'clock. What oh, whenever you want, man. Okay, I, just I'm having fun. So if, if you want to, you have to go. Then I don't I understand. I don't. No, no, I'm no. fine. <laughs> I, I just enjoy talking to with you, brother. You know, we don't get these opportunities. So, did you ever um, go to uh, Evergreen Cemetery in Colorado Springs? No, I have not. So we uh, we used to collaborate a lot with paranormal author Stephanie Waters, and she did like a Haunted Manitou. She wrote Haunted Colorado Springs, a lot of those kinds of books. But every uh, Halloween, that was my favorite thing because, like, every October, we do this thing like in the chapel, which was haunted. And in the basement, uh, that's where they used to have um, the old like morgue. So we do like this uh, presentation in the uh, top floor of the chapel where we'd like have like this uh, projector and we'd show people like pictures of like spirit pictures, like our EVPs, um, get them in the mood and then send them, send them downstairs. And sometimes like Sean Couchet would be down there showing them around. And, but um, there was one time where uh, there's this coffin that they, they're able to like lower from up to down and I was just kind of like showing off. I was like laughing. I wasn't showing like enough respect. I wasn't being obnoxious, but you know, all my friends were there. So I was just having like a good yeah, time. Having fun. Whatever. And, yeah. uh, and something pushed me into that hole, like that coffin hole. And everyone's like, Oh my God. You know, like, everyone comes running. I was, oh, like, I was like, Oh no, I just, I just fell. I just dropped my phone, but I really hurt myself doing that. Um, or whatever oh, it was shit. hurt me because it wanted to show, show me to have respect. And that's like, that's such a big deal. Like in my tribe is, um, you really have to, at all times, um, have respect for these people, some kind of compassion, because if not, they know it's coming off of your energy field. You know, if you're just clowning around, if you're running screaming, you know, what was that? You know, all these things that are just uh, this really cartoonish behavior. And it's really sad because like uh, the Stanley in Estes Park, um, that's why they really cut down like on a lot of the paranormal stuff they did, because, you know, you have people running, screaming down the hallways, disturbing guests, you know, just oh, acting yeah. very you know, unprofessional and disrespectful. So, but I, I always wanted to investigate there. I, I, I went during COVID and the yeah. whole hotel was shut down when we yeah. got there. And I was like, Oh, screw this. And we were walking by the auditorium building. It's mm -hmm. kind of off to the East of the main building. And, um, looking, looking through the windows and stuff. And I saw the, the little tricycle that yes. they had from the movie is in there. I was like, oh, uh -huh. that's cool. And I walked down by the um, side of the building, and there's a window that was open. I was like, babe, come here. <laughs> and she's like, don't you crawl in there. I'm like, come on. And, and I'm like halfway in, and she's like, stop it. There's people coming. And yeah, so that was like, Jake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does things like that. But, yeah, we went like in 2018, I think. And my favorite thing about the that place is um, like outside of the room where everyone meets for like the ghost tours, there's like an LED TV 
where they upload all the pictures that guests have taken of a supernatural mm -hmm. nature. So you're able to see like all this spirit photography through the through the years. That's that's really interesting. What does that say? It said uh, I plan Wantley, uh, plans to go in June to, uh, with Scotty and Medium, NJ New Jersey Medium probably. Uh -huh. uh, he's hosting an event there at the Shanley. The Shanley I heard is pretty good place to go. Uh -huh. um, that 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 should be an interesting uh, night. But uh, I, another one of my dream locations I would love to do um, would be Waverly Hills. I always yeah. heard good things about Waverly Hills, and yes. and now I don't know what's going on with it because like the landowners are in this huge I dispute. And they're trying to tear it down or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were trying to build a hotel there for a while. Um, but have you seen that uh, one of the Christopher Booth movies called Spooked? No. No. Um, yeah, you have to find it. It might be on, like on YouTube. I know it's like on one of their streaming services, but uh, it's called Spooked. And it's this really great documentary about their investigation about the um, the Waverly. It is so riveting. It's one of my favorites. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, we put it on every Halloween to get us in the mood. So <laughs> to get you spooked. <laughs> yeah, one of my. I'm going to uh, check it out. I'm going to check it out. You got to check out. Men Who Stare at Goats with Definitely. George Clooney. <laughs> and I got to check out Spook. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so then we'll give our reviews in, at Mayhem. <laughs> Are you planning anything else besides um, besides the Abbey? Um, you know, I just been playing it by ear. I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for the show to come out to kind of see the reaction because yes. something tells me that if people start going to my actual website jk47 paranormal i'm going to be getting a lot of help forms uh -huh. <laughs> i don't know i i don't know how popular it's going to be but i'm just kind of preparing for that in case i have to go somewhere so are you going to be uh speaking at the abbey um i don't have to but um you know i if it you know if they want me to tell some experiences or, you know, my beliefs, I'd be more than happy to, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, if you don't mind, I, I would love like during our presentation, if we could like uh, bring oh, you yeah. up to say a few words, like about the, I dare you uh, series. Yeah, we were doing. yeah, no, of course. I, I, I'd be more than happy to man. Anything I can do for you, you know, you helped me get on that show, brother. I <laughs> you, you put that call in the Tobin. So. I'm glad that was a positive experience for you, you know? Yeah, no, it's a great experience. I owe you and uh, Chris Sanders, too. Um, yeah. yeah he, I saw Sam Baltresis, he as a uh, on the Paranormal Night Shift. Yeah, I did. He, um, he was an actual, like, like where he worked. I was like, I'm used exactly. to him seeing on the other side, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did his podcast maybe, like, two or three years back, and... Um, it's just interesting um, how many shoulders you bump into, like in this field. You know, I've met so many yeah. amazing people. You know, just everywhere. So that's that's a pair of unity, like right there. When I when we first became um, decided to form a, a group, like in two thousand six, um, I didn't find a, like a lot of pair unity. It was a lot of uh, honestly, it was just it was very competitive. People were very territorial. 
Um, there were certain locations where they just, they didn't own it, but they, that's their place. You know, they, they, it's got their, their stamp there and, and there's, <laughs> so we ran into kind of like a lot of that stuff. Um, but now I think uh, maybe it's just having more clout and being recognized. I mean, when we did, when we went to Arizona a couple of years back, you know, one of the TSA agents at the airport even recognized me with, with a mask on from one of the shows <laughs> I did. So oh, I thought that no was really cool. <laughs> But yeah, they'll be neat to see what kind of like doors you're able to get into having the show under your belt, you know, when that finally premieres. Are you going to have a premiere party? Uh, yeah, once I figure out when it's coming on. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> see if I can get something. Maybe I'll do it at the Abbey so we can all go down there. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Like, I can't stand it. And then uh, Dennis says uh, the speakers will be Christopher and James, Sean and Rich, and then we'll do a panel of Q&A after. Right on. So that's from Dennis. He's the boss. <laughs> so we just, we do it, he says. <laughs> I forgot to say hi to Barb. I was in, but hi, Barbara, if you're still watching. Yeah, she she was on here uh yeah, she's she? this was, I think this was the last thing she said. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. <laughs> We've known each other for so many years that like we went to the same high school. So. <laughs> oh, here, here's a new one. Um, are you guys doing an investigation with people at the Abbey? Yes, Barbara. Oh, yeah. um, it's called uh, Mayhem. They uh, do it every year. So this will be my second one. I think this is your fourth, third or fourth. Maybe fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. Yes. There. Um, we'll definitely be bringing some tools, uh, like the spirit rattle I talked about, um, things from different cultures and belief systems that have worked for us. You know, even if just like good old flush and dowsing rods, you know, um, when we went to, used to investigate, well, we still investigate Cheeseman Park, but there was one time we were trying to find these uh, spirit trees because, you know, for a lot of people, as you know, like Cheeseman Park used to be an old uh, cemetery, city cemetery, uh, Mount Prospect. And uh, like a lot of the bodies weren't removed. So some people believe like up to 3,000, 5,000 bodies to remain underground. And a lot of the open graves, they just planted like, you know, trees and shrubs in there. So when they grew up, when they grew, you know, you're supposed to be able to see these faces in the bark. <clears throat> and some of this is just urban legend. But we went one night and it was so dark and it's like, well, where are these trees? I mean, there's trees all over the place. <laughs> so I just uh, programmed these dowsing rods. I was like, okay, help us find these spirit trees. And they took us right to them. And then we got pictures really? of the faces. Crazy. The Have you been there? Uh-uh. Oh, you got to come with us. It's so much all fun. Right. We go all every right. year. And and then we do the uh, Denver Botanic Gardens. Um, they do like a ghost tour because a lot of the hauntings center around that that area as well. Uh, Richard uh, Estep, like one of my co-stars, wrote a book about it called um, The Dead Below, which is okay. really, really good. So he had access to that uh, wearing house, which is on on, on the site. And um, they've got a, a lot of things we see, like on the ghost tour, they do like um, some of like the security footage um, of, you know, what people have captured there. So uh, it's a very active site. Um, real quick, I'm going to shout out Dennis. He said uh, it will be live streamed on his channel all, that whole weekend. So everything we do will be on, on live stream. So um, to everybody, if you go to what's up gramps at twitch.com uh, backslash uh, what's up gramps, uh, that's his his 
channel. He he'll uh he'll go live all the time with uh, different investigators that are at the Abbey, and you know every investigation is different. He I, he said he's seen people run out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> he's seen people not have anything happen. So I just um, I love visiting with Dennis. I mean he. He's such a walking library. I mean, he's seen. Oh, everything. I know. Yeah. You know, and such an appreciation for history and, and a preservation. And cakes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we've right, always Dennis? Had... Don't you love cakes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've we've always had such a good time every time we go. So, um, I, I like the fact that there's a lot of different people coming this time with maybe different backgrounds, different methods. So, you know, like on a lot of these shows, they. You know, like under my name, it always says like paranormal uh, expert, which I totally disagree with. Like, we're, we're all learning. Yeah, we're, we're all learning. We're all learning from each other. So that's, uh, I, I guess I could, would call myself like more of like a paranormal advisor, but it's, you know, we're always learning from each other is what I, I love about it. No, exactly. Yeah. No, um, like, like I've gotten stuff from you, like as far as like, the last two investigations and, and especially at, at St. Joseph's, you kind of taught me how to open myself up, like open yeah. this up first before you go into the, and that, and Sean's helped me as well, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's led me to leaps and bounds as far as helping uh, clients out or, or doing my sessions here in the basement. And, you know, uh, it's awesome. And there's actually, I, and yeah. I, yeah. There's actually a massage you can do to open up your third eye. I want to find someone um, that Saturday night, what is it, the 10th of May uh, at the Abbey that I can try this on to see if it does anything for them. I'll volunteer. Yeah, I'm doing research. Well, it also involves like a lot of juju, crystals, things like that. Uh, hey, whatever, man. I'm, I'm down. You gotta I'll, try, I'll try anything out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit in the potato cellar with a blindfold. You know, I'm still waiting oh, for those dares and challenges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think that'd be good. I, I I say one night let's let's do the the dare me challenge. All of us will sit in the the um what is it the hub there, the main center where you have all the cameras. They can all sit there and we'll all watch you watch yeah. everybody do the challenge you know <laughs> well i also use like an app which um i plug everyone's name into i plug all the colors into yeah yeah where you spin the the things yeah so it's kind of like a randomizer yeah. so you don't know who's going to go down there if it is the potato seller where they're going to be sent so it's not something you can really plan for it's like so on the spot and again something that just puts you right in the in the present so <clears throat> So but Dennis I, corrected me. It's called Command Center. The Command Center. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to um, yeah less than a month going to Las Vegas. So uh, we're not just we're also going to be doing investigations at the uh, Paradise or no the Flamingo and uh, the Luxor. Like a lot did of people. Did you get hooked up, or did you have to name drop to get? No, like even if you're that, Canadians, they're not going to close down a whole casino for you and your friends to go there. <laughs> well, no, um, I mean, like, there's, are, there's like they certain rooms. Okay? Yeah, there's like certain rooms you can they'll they'll allow, but um, just with like the liability, like the Luxor, like a lot of uh, some of the deaths that occurred uh, were people jumping over the the, like one of the women's one of the first people that died from 
a suicide there was she jumped over the, the, the ledge of the, the Luxor, the pyramid, and she's oh still set to, yeah, she still haunts the, the area where the buffet was, like in the food court. Um, there's been like a lot of mysterious deaths there, uh, but I think one of the, like it was built like on this old mob dumping ground, supposedly, and oh, uh, you know, people that died during the construction of the pyramid, but a lot of it too, um, a lot of people don't know, there used to be this old ride there which was called the Nile River Tour. So at the base of the pyramid, there was this whole waterway and there was a series of like these flat bottom like barges that like a number of people could go on. And this tour guide would take you down the Nile and some of it would go into these tunnels. And she'd kind of like point out like the like the Egyptian like artifacts and hieroglyphics. And it would take you to like the uh, inclinators, like the sideways elevators or to the escalators, to different parts of the uh, hotel. But um you know, they say they discontinued it because it was faster for people just to walk there. But the real reason is what we're hearing is because people were seeing the spirits of the workers killed in the construction in oh these in the water, God. you know, in these uh, tunnels. There's actually, there were three ghosts, apparently. So, um, oh, but we've talked awesome. to people there that have a history there that have had personal experiences. And what I like about the Luxor, um, it's kind of like um, New Orleans, like when we went there's so many people that are so proud of the history there that they're more than willing to say, like talk about like any ghost stories they've, they've had yeah. there, you know, they want to preserve that, that history. So. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. That was the same way in Seattle. Like I never knew that the whole town of Seattle was built on top yes. of another town. Like there's a whole three stories of, yes. of, of buildings that are underneath Seattle. Like, and what did they call it? It was the pioneer ghost hunt tour that will go down in in those those areas and it's, did you do it's that? crazy it's crazy no i never got the chance to i did the spooky one where we went to a hotel and um a gangster bar and stuff that's where i got that picture of a fire fireman it was one of my that was back in 2011 that that was a while ago 2011 2012 that yeah that was one of my first piece of evidence it's somewhere on my facebook page somewhere that's that's actually like on my top 10 so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what about cryptids would you ever hunt cryptids um we have some experience like when it, where i lived in uh on the pine ridge indian reservation there was uh obviously sasquatch was one of them which um you know, there's so many shows now, but for us, it was just like another, you know, it was just, it wasn't like a bear or, but it was kind of close to that. Like more of like a, um, it, it was, it was more intelligent, obviously, but again, it was just like another form of life that you coexist with. So you didn't really bother it or run after it, collect its poop or try to take pictures, but there was, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, they do everything under the sun nowadays, uh, but there was yeah, actually right. one that was cornered at a powwow, one of the powwows out there. And there was a video released, um, I think it was like late last year, of one that had, um, somewhere in South Dakota, um, of an actual Sasquatch, um, a smaller one. But there was also this thing that made noise. Um, there was a series of floods one year in South Dakota, and it washed it down from the mountains. So a lot of people down there started seeing this thing that um, I don't even know what it is. It was like half human, but it was also had like the, the body of an animal. And I don't know oh, if that was like a shapeshifter. You know, we believe like it's skinwalkers, like the, the Diné skinwalkers. Them, yeah, yeah. The Diné call them skinwalkers. 
it's not something that a lot of people talk about. They do now because of the shows, but um, like tr traditionally, it's not something you talked about because to talk about it, it would show it up. Yeah. It would, yeah. Yeah. It would kind of call it. So you certainly didn't talk about these things at night. And that's why I just, I got so into ghost stories as a kid because I don't know <laughs> when the, um, the adults were talking ghost stories because they get really these very whispered, like hushed tones, you know, the you forbidden fruit. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, that's when I would like run down the hallway and like kind of peek around the or like I'd hide under the table. Yeah, right. so that's where I got a lot of my early ghost stories. Okay, but, um, all right. A lot of different things happening like in South Dakota. So because we we do believe like you know there's like a lot of shapeshifters. That's where I want to move. I want to move to South Dakota. What part? The, oh gosh, there's this one place where the VA center is. It's Little Rock or. Uh -huh uh they have those minerals i can't uh, what was it springs i don't know it's not too it's about an hour away from deadwood and and all those places but um you know it, it was the highest point in south dakota it's in the mountains there and I, rock springs maybe yeah, is what right. it's called. i know what you're talking about <clears throat> yeah but you get all four seasons it's not really bad it's not like um uh, Colorado snows, you know, it, it, it goes through all four seasons. I, I just loved it. Like some, my soul was like guided there, you know, yeah. like, like that's where I want to be, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I would expect to have more uh, contact with like Nate, like elementals, um, like yeah. nature, um, nature spirits. Um, it's so funny because hot springs, that's what it's called. Joe, Joe helped me out. Thank you, Joe. Hot yes. Springs. Yeah. It's, you know, like a lot of our presentations, we would talk about uh, fairies and um, our belief in fairies and people would always kind of chuckle. But like in Ireland where Halloween originated, like fairies are such an essential component, you know, to their belief system, to like a lot of their their legends, you know, they'll still build around like fairy mounds. Um, so we didn't, so like our word for fairy was more like um, Petty Holler. It, it's basically like a, a, a nature spirit that gives off its own light. So they were like an imp type of pretty thing? much. Yeah, pretty much the same thing, you know, but um, yeah, that's all it was is a nature, nature spirit, like a great place here in the Springs to make contact with those beings is uh, like a garden of the gods. Yeah, we used to live, uh, I love that place. Yeah, we used to live down the street from uh, one of the um, entrances. So we would just walk in sometimes like late in the evening or like early in the morning was when the energy was at its highest. There's not, yeah. not a lot of people. So there's not yeah. like a lot of like energy contamination, you know, but um, actually like a lot of, a lot of places here in the Springs, I, like Manitou is a really, really great place. There's so much history. I want to go to uh, that Cripple Creek. I heard that one of the hotels there is pretty good to go to in, in Cripple Creek near Pikes Peak. Yeah, there's. I saw a, I saw a special on it too, like a, a forty eight hour murder mystery. So and it uh -huh. was at that same place. Can't remember the name of it, but we used to go every so year with places. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to go every year with like Stephanie Waters, and then when I filmed, um, I was like the town historian for us. Uh, uh, what is it called? Most terrifying places in America. So they they brought me up there, and um, I kind of gave a history of the town. And then we went into like the Imperial Hotel and some of the locations. There's like a lot of the locations around there. I don't even know what's open like now um, since COVID. I haven't yeah, been there since yeah. COVID. 
So, um, but I, I love it. I, I love Cripple Creek so much. <laughs> no, I, 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 I haven't been there in, in a long, long time. You know, oh, the jail I remember museum. going there as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, the jail museum is a really, really fun place. And there's so many places to investigate in Cripple Creek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah, Dennis said. Yeah, the Outlaw Lama Jail Museum. Um, yeah, that's what it is. The Outlaw Jail Museum. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that place was crazy. Yeah, Sean Crochet had an experience there. Him and Richard Estep with a doppelganger that they put on an episode of, what is it, Haunted Case Files, I think. Oh, yeah? I think it's called the doppelganger. But... <laughs> the jail jail is so small. Keep your group under six. <laughs> Oh yes, we, we went in with a group of uh, four, which was perfect. It was so oh perfect. nice, yeah. I tell you what, my favorite investigation was at the old Montana State Prison. That place is crazy. Are you? It, able to it, I, I paid. I paid. All right, so I paid six hundred bucks. So Whoa. with the six hundred bucks, I could have got up to ten people, but yeah. nobody wanted to go. So I was You're like, screw it, man. I, it was me and one other person, yeah. my buddy AJ. There was just two of us. And then the lady that sat in the office that yeah. let us investigate. Mm -hmm. And the place is huge, like the Abbey, dude. Like the main jail cells, like the Abbey. And they have these buildings over here and buildings over there. Man, right at 9 p.m., like right when it got dark is when the lights turned on and everything started going crazy, man, it was the most ex crazy thing ever. I mean, it was worth it. It was worth, it was that. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but now, you know, you, you pay 600 bucks, you can get up to 10 people. So well, it's just, <laughs> you know. like nowadays, like when we started doing this, you could just ask people, you know, yeah, yeah. this yeah. is my belief system. This is what we do. We're not like, clowns you know we're not going to break anything or <laughs> right. set ourselves on fire or carve ouija boards into our chest so we just get into a lot of these places for free and now they do charge you know they they're they're going to charge it's you know we we went out to uh, alcatraz um at night um in 2018 i think it was 2017 and it was just so um commercial you know i i love it i want to go back but there was so many other people there just kind of doing the same thing we were. Um, so again, it's, um, it's, it's hard to get these places to yourself unless you you are willing to shell out $600 or more. And uh, like when we did um, USS Hornet, uh, we did like Winchester mystery house. Um, but a lot of Dude, these, people, you, so, you can so the, the best way to get in these places, do it during a weekday. Yeah. You know, yes, request yes. time off from work, do it during the weekday nobody will be there with you yeah you'll get the best experience because it, it doesn't matter if it's a weekend or, or friday nights you know this the spirits aren't waiting for you <laughs> trust me they they would prefer the weekday when there's less people you know to communicate with and yeah i mean and then of course regardless of the money you drop when you go there's no guarantee you're going to get any activity you know, yeah, it's yeah. like storm chasers. They don't know what that special combination is that forms a tornado. You know, yeah, they have exactly. that perfect it's, example. You yeah. yeah. to see one or if it's going to be already be like long gone. We did um, the Queen Mary. Like we stayed a, a night on the Queen Mary um, in 2017 and we got to go into like the pool room. 
And um, I was so hyped, like the, the energy was perfect. There was only, we started off with maybe like um, 12 people or so. And by the time we got to the pool room, it was so scary that um, like four <laughs> other people left. Really? So just a small handful of people where this portal was, which is actually like in the old dressing room area by the pool. Yeah. And um, we get back there. I'm like, I'm so pumped. I'm going to get something. Everything goes out. So like all the special cameras we brought with us, like the voice recorders, nothing would work. Everything dead. <laughs> the only thing that would work was my iPhone. And as oh, you know, like, like iPhones, any like, kind of phone, like notoriously horrible for taking any kind of spirit photos. I don't care what you say. <laughs> so um, it just, it just wouldn't work. And so I was able to get like audio. So that was the only thing I really could really do is record audio. So I, I, I was able to get the voice of this man saying, um, save me. Save it me. was so crazy. And it was right underneath that. Uh, Cause they always wonder, it's like, I was trying to find out why is this pool room so haunted? And I'd know it's because the ceiling is quartz crystal. It's all this quartz crystal oh, up there, which, which yeah. they believe focuses, yeah. uh, magnifies, you know, contains energy. So um, that was just amazing. Like they're they're just now opening up uh, for a limit a limited run in um, actually Friday uh, for their ghost tours. So we we've wanted to go back for so many years now. So well, maybe the next one. I'll go with you. You just let yes. me know when and where. I'll be there, it's dude. Huge. <laughs> it is such a huge place. I mean, it's taller than, like, if you put it end on end, like Niagara Falls. Um, but it's it's just it's there, and there's so many places you can go there. You know, it's not just the pool room. I mean, there's so many places where things happened, and there's been yes. uh, like unsolved mysteries. There's there's just been so many uh, shows that have that have been there. So I, I can't wait to go back. And see, that's the thing I missed about all these home investigations is I'm the first one, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm the only one dealing with it, you know, and, and I was so excited on all those cases because like I was getting evidence and shit's actually happening. And then yes. I'm just like, oh, God, OK, I'm hoping. <laughs> and, and that's where it gets to. It, it gets into your intent. Like, like I felt the spirits knew my intent was there to help them. And, and that's what I do. I, I, yeah. I help spirits pass on that aren't able to. And and I think that's why, you know, I I really don't believe in the demon aspect of it. You know, I think there's evil spirits. I, I think they were assholes in life. They're going to be assholes in death, you know. Yeah. But there's still a people. And if they need help, I'm going to offer my help to say, hey, are you ready to move on? Is no one listening to you? That's what I'm here for. No. I mean, there's certainly been de demonic activity. Obviously, uh, it's 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 a big world. But um, you know, I've run the psychic reader schedule for so many years at the store, and uh, obviously have very um, intimate conversations with a lot of them. And that that kind of activity is so rare. You know, a lot of people don't realize or forget that we come into this world with this host of guidance, guardian angels, spirit guides, ancestors, mm -hmm. whose job it is to protect us from things from that realm. So, um, you know, I love when people go say they, they've gone into this place, they've cleared it of all these spirits. So there's no, there is one particular building where um, we, James had some experiences and this other uh, team was going in there and, um, but they kind of put their stamp on it. It was theirs. They didn't own it, but it was theirs. No one else would go in there. <laughs> so, uh, but they, they kept saying how they've cleared it of all the spirits um and so there's there's no use for anyone trying to get in there anymore they're they're all gone they're all clear well there's a lot of spirits that they're not going to 
they don't care if you burn sage or Palo Santo or chant or stand in your yeah. head. Yeah. That's their house. That's where they live. Like Cave of the Winds, we went in there. There's a lot of spirits there that they're not going to leave. They just, that's their place. They're not demons. They're not malevolent. That's just where they are, you know? So again, a lot of misconceptions about demons and demonic activity, you know, regardless exactly. of what you see on the show. I just think Hollywood has made yeah. it so bad, you know, that that it's imperative that you say it's a demon on any ghost hunt. Like if you look at all these investigators and all their videos that come up through my feed and in, in on the Facebook or in, in YouTube and every one of them says devil or demon it's like no man yeah. <laughs> that's like, your fear just... i mean that's your fear talking and yeah. fear can contaminate experience quicker than anything else and that's why um they bring me on these shows that's why i started doing these shows was to kind of give my cultural background you know um a responsible view on on what i think is happening to where it's not just a demon or a shadow man or a hat man or whatever is trending right now and certainly those things exist, and it's right, great that these yeah. things are brought into our greater awareness. But it's not every single time you're going to go to the Abbey, there's a shadow man or something that's going to scratch you. or It just it doesn't work that way. You know, I've had a lot of... No, and, and I just think of these poor spirits that are in these locations with these idiots, and I could just see him sad. He keeps calling me a demon. Yeah, I mean, I've had so much experiences with and spirit. maybe it pisses them off where it's like yeah take this scratch you know yeah <laughs> like uh cave of the winds uh one of the original uh, caretakers nelly snyder um who people see she's a very playful spirit and it's um some people don't know if it's like an echo if it's like an intelligent spirit you know i believe in reincarnation so you don't know if the spirit's already moved on and reincarnated what the situation is but i asked to um to see her and we got a picture and i was able to smell some of that old um honeysuckle perfume that really old yeah okay yeah yeah so i've actually had more positive experiences with spirits than i've had like scary negative exactly you know? yeah mm -hmm. yeah no i my best evidence has always been with through this loving feel that i this connection that i have with spirit you know and yeah and i get like a full 20 second sentence from spirit through a spirit box here because I'm putting my whole heart and believing in myself, you know, and, and they think they know that. Yeah. Or, um, you know, we've got investigations with, um, cause we, every time we do like a presentation or if we're doing like fan expo, Denver, Denver comic-con, we get invited to like Starfest. We did like the last Starfest last year. People always want to go on investigations with us. And then, uh, we take them, you know, shit starts going down and they run. You know, it's, it's really scary, but it's almost like, you know, picking up that telephone and making a call. And as soon as they answer, you hang up on them or you just leave them. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, we see that so it's like you're times. sitting there ring, 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 like, like ding dong ditch. And then you get caught. You're like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, there's been some times using maybe like a Ouija board or yeah. different things like in the past where we're just been like you know actually i i thank you uh, but i'm gonna go now <laughs> you're not what i expected well, yeah i mean i mean all the things that we've gone through all the experiences all the places i mean well it's just something you develop you you know when it's time to go you know yeah. I, I, and i've never been that afraid to where i said hey i'm, I'm leaving whatever you know 
I, well, I we, still have yet for that experience. So. We did have this place in the Whitefield, Colorado, called uh, Devil's Bridge or Devil's Perch. It was like this old uh, bridge, um, which uh, it had like train tracks. And like further down the tracks, it was like one of the sites of like one of the deadliest train accidents like in Colorado history is this explosion that killed all these people. But there's something about the, the energy, like Native Americans, we believe like there's area, almost like a Jedi believes that there's areas with light and dark sides of the force. Mm -hmm. So with the light side there, it's like more vibrant vegetation, like a lot of animals. Oh, okay. Um, like the and dark side. Or dead trees and. Exactly. And you know, okay. Like more uh, darker, like lower vibrational like entities. You're we're more mm -hmm. likely to get like an attachment to like at one of these places because they want to kind of like feed off your energy or your fear. So this would be an area, uh, Devil's Perch, that had more um, negative, you know, lower vibrational energies around it. So there's like a lot of accidents that have happened there, like suicides. People they, have they just did a show on that, didn't they? With uh, uh, at Devil's Perch with Katie Stafford and Cindy Kaza, and then uh, Adam Schrader. Um, it might be something else. It, that um, was in Montana. Okay, no, this is uh, yeah, this is. This is one of the names that goes by Devil's Perch, uh, but we call it the Devil's Bridge. Um, I don't oh, know what okay. Uh, all right, I see. Sorry about that. Um, but um, there used to be like a hanging tree there, so there was like lynchings okay. there like, way back in the day. But for whatever reason, it's just it's just dark and it stays dark. So of course we went out with the tools, all the bells and whistles. But um, it was just me and James and one of our uh, friends who. Um, I was more concerned for like her safety because uh, whatever this was, whatever was making contact with us, had the ability to break uh, branches, kept snapping these twigs. Oh, and so we had um, a night vision camera. We had a full spectrum camera. We could see in the dark, you know. Um, we couldn't figure out when where this is coming from. Again, Devil's Bridge, like in Whitefield. I'll, I'll tell what you exactly where. I'll send you the, uh, the, the directions um, afterwards. Because right. I don't know if it's like somewhere I won't really sending people because it's dangerous it, it is dangerous okay. and they've, they've since like blocked it off um because there's been more deaths there like i know like a lot of homeless have congregated in this area so you know you just don't know you know it's it's yeah. very unpredictable but it also had the the ability to um the power to throw the branches at us which what? sounds kind of funny but we were just trying to get back to our car and it's like yeah it's like it's like blur witch we're finding all these branches and growl, growl, you keep and going in a circle yeah so i i had like this uh this this app on my phone that makes it sound like a police radio so i turned it up full blast um just in case it was like a human even though i couldn't see anybody um and it continued to break branches and throw these things at us so oh, we wanted to go back to the car and my friend is like she's getting really scared so yeah. right before we get to the car we all have the same impression we all stop which is the impression of um, these hands grabbing us from underneath the car. And um, so it was able to implant thoughts inside our head at the same time. Really very powerful entity. So that was one of the few times I ever came across something. I wouldn't say it was demonic, but I, I would say it was malevolent. So um, someone very bitter about the way they died and just angry. Probably. Um, yeah. So or, or it could be some type of... Uh residual energy from a, a massacre or, or something that yes. happened a long time ago there yeah so we we've never been back there we always meant to like maybe like with a bigger crowd just to kind of get everyone else's impressions um 
but it's it's just a very dark place. Very very. Have you dark. ever been to Riverdale Road? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to. Uh, my cousins used to live in Thornton, and I lived in Westminster. So okay. we'd go there like all the time, um, exploring the urban legends. Um, we did like a piece on it, an investigative piece last year. We we do this thing every year called Spirit Chasers, which is kind of like our yearly evidence reveal. So all the things that we've been up to since last year, all of our investigations, and we always do pieces on urban legends here. So like Gold Camp Road, um, like in Thornton, we did Riverdale Road. So we did like a lot of research on the actual history of this house people were seeing that like burnt down like several years ago yeah. um if there was any truth to this like satanic works you know worship um but there has been like a lot of like tragic and deadly accidents murders that have happened there but again there's there's stretches of this road where um it's just really dark so of course there's going to be car accidents just like through a bridge like in aurora um a lot of accidents because it's dark and people are going too fast so um yeah. But there certainly are some supernatural things that have happened in that area. People that have seen uh, the apparitions of this jogger that was hit and killed. Dude, I, I tell you, I was 18. I was 18 years old. And we met these girls at a dance club in Thornton, the Cactus Canyon, or it was a country club. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and they took us, they took us there. Because I was like, I don't believe in no ghosts. No, I was 18, dude. That, that wow. was a while ago. I'm 46 now. And yeah. I tell you, they they stood me in this parking lot. I stood in this parking lot at the northwest corner of this parking lot. It was darker than the rest of this parking lot. And I stood there. And, and they were off in the distance where I could see in my peripheral if they were making noise or not. And sure as shit, man, this, this, I hear in the gravel next to me, it runs right by you. Yes. And, and I got cold. I tell you what, man, I was terrified. I got in my Bronco. I didn't know if they were in there or not. I drove yeah. off, you know, I was, I wonder terrified. if you were by the, um, there's, there's one area where, uh, on that, by this hill where, uh, someone, was hung. There was another one where like a witch, like yeah, a yeah, witch the tree. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not like the whole of Riverdale Road. There are certain stretches on Riverdale Road where there there's a lot of activity, just like you're explaining. But um it's it's scary anyway to go out. And it's you know we used no, to do that this, road is dark and scary. Like yeah. Like when yeah, the blockbusters I, were still open like in the nineties and stuff. That would be like um one of our traditions. We'd go and Get a movie, get all of our stuff, and then we go down part of like Riverdale Road to get back home. And there, uh, you know, we've heard people crying. Uh, one time, I heard someone clapping, and this wasn't around like any houses or anything. So, something trying to get our attention. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting place. I, I I've never been to Third Bridge. I've done research on it, but I've never been out there before. Yeah. But I'm I know it's the same, yeah. same kind of uh, activity. Yeah. Well, what do you say, man? Are you got anything else you want to shout out? Or what about your books? What book are you working on? So um, last year I released uh, this one, which is yeah. Um, yeah. Selfies from the Underworld, a Native American's Record of the Supernatural. So this is all of my, um, my earliest ghost stories uh, from when I was a child to present day. Um, like all the shows I've done on, like how my experiences led to a path um, on television with the paranormal and also like a lot of our tribal uh, beliefs um, and stories regarding the paranormal. 
which we didn't even call paranormal. It's just part of coexisting with different forms of life. So Afterlife. that's why I'd say supernatural yeah. more than um, paranormal. You know, they just, you know, Sasquatch, um, Sky, like the, um, what would we call them? Star people. Mm -hmm. um, they go by a number of different names. Again, it wasn't anything out of this world. It was just um, part of coexisting with a lot of different life forms. So um, they were certainly extraordinary and a lot of them were really frightening. But again, this is just uh, my history, like in that in that world, in that realm. Uh, the next one I'm working on is, it's called uh, Dreamtime Architecture, a Lakota's Journey Across the Midnight Frontier, which okay. focuses more on my dream time and how I was able to balance that with um, this waking world and, and being in relationships where um, people didn't really have that background. Um, right. And didn't really ridicule me, but just sometimes I got mocked for that. Um, and it's, it's, it just took me like several years before I met someone like James, who was yeah. kind of like the, the molder to my scully. Right. Right. But just, just click. <laughs> yeah. Someone that was skeptical, but open-minded enough to investigate these things with a rational yeah. mind, you know? So he's, cause like as a native American, we believe like everything's haunted, like everything has a spirit. So, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, we don't believe like every house is necessarily haunted. Depends on what you mean by haunted, you know, just because it's abandoned doesn't mean it hasn't. But if you spirit. stop and say, do you feel that, you know, yeah, he'll, exactly. he'll actually be like, okay, something's working here. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's, uh, yeah, this next book focuses, there's, it's, it's part of a continuation of this book, but okay. it more focuses like on the dream time and the supernatural aspects of um, dreams and, um, and uh, and then I'm doing another one, which is um, about because when I do the shows, I usually get like a, I always get a, like case files for every single person that's on the show. So it's their story, their thoughts, their experiences, all these things that I memorize. And then I come up with, uh, you know, as a writer, pages and pages of um, my thoughts on what's happening here, which can get frustrating when they just want to do that little like bite. Usually the you know, the scariest yeah. thing possible. Or they just maybe use like a sentence or two. You know, you're written like so many pages worth. So I'm just compiling a book based on um, not the stories, um, but my own interpretations of what goes on like in a haunting. Um, yeah. How that, um, how it's influenced That's by awesome. weather, like weather changes, yeah. um, your own thought forms, um, your emotions, location, all of these things. So it's kind of my own background on what I think is going down in, in a number of different hauntings. Um, actually, I love hauntings. it, man. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so just a lot of writings, you know, like my yeah. first, I just, this is kind of um, what I worked on during um, COVID. And then yeah. like uh, earlier this year, I ended up getting COVID myself. So uh, regardless <laughs> of vaccinations and all these other yeah. things, that I, did, yeah. I just, it, I was meant to get it. So I got it. Um, I got it three I, times. So did you, it just, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It, it put me out of commission for like a month. So, but yeah. the worst thing about it was um, being so connected to my dream time. I couldn't dream. I, I couldn't dream for three days and it was driving me wow. crazy. And I could see like these CIA experiments where they withheld people from getting to that REM state and drove them like mad. They had psychosis and things. I was starting to feel that way after three days because I was not dreaming. And that's so unlike me. I dream every single night. I'm so, telling you, man, you got to check out that, that gateway project. Um, I'm going to... Yes, I, I know I've heard of that. Project. 
Yeah. Admin who started. Just going. released all the documents. So I'm stoked. Like that's where I'm like fighting at the tongue for tomorrow to come so I can start doing research on it. Right on. Because I, I want to do that astral projection. I would love to go to Disney World and mess with people on the ride, you know, like like when they're in the Mr. Toad's ride, like if I'm a spirit mess with them, you know. You, you do you do um these very awesome engaging podcasts. But what you should do is you should really go at this like all the way and do like yeah. video diaries. So this okay. is your experience. Right. You know, you give yourself, you know, so many weeks or all months right. or whatever and just record That's a little idea. and before <laughs> and after. You know, it just that would be so cool to watch. Tell you what, here's what I'll do. I'll do it for you. I'll I'll do this research on the Gateway project. And if I can figure out these frequencies for astral production, I'll videotape day one, day two. They said it takes about a week before you, you can perfect it. So yeah. So we'll do but, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have to do like road trips. Like I would love to do like Riverdale Road with you. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh to take you on an actual um private investigation of like cave of the winds or you know some yeah, of the other man. places that we've been to and not really just not to do just like i dare you but just to see um how how you fit into the environment you know it's always interesting when you bring in a different person with different beliefs or methods you know how it changes the activity yeah how, like, just the art like of you, you've been there so you know what to expect like if in you know bring in a new person just to see what their experiences are versus, you know, yeah. what you've experienced. And, and, and that's the way uh, Sean likes to investigate too. He doesn't want to know anything about it. Just going head, head in and feel it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I like that you've got your, nothing against fear because that's just a natural yeah. human emotion and fear can save your life. But um, I like the fact that you've already got that down you know, with your early investigations to where uh, if you if you hear a noise, you're not going to run screaming down a hallway. <laughs> right. yeah. We've seen, I mean, we've been on investigations where we've seen people pass out, like, like bam, hard. You know, we've seen yeah. people bleed from the nose, like really yeah. weird, um, really weird um, reactions to their fear. You just, you never know how it's going to hit people, you know. I've seen people pass out, man. Like, I've seen people get so scared. Yeah, hyperventilate. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, James has um, you know, he knows how to resuscitate people. He's been trained in these things. Yeah. He's been like a teacher's aide, so he knows how to do all these things. Yeah. We've never had uh we've had injuries on investigations, but nothing that extreme. But still, like we go to a lot of places which are could be considered really dark, you know. <laughs> yeah. Robert said, I couldn't do an investigation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right, Robert. You, you'll get there. Once you start doing them and you start to know what's expected, it gets easier. Yeah, it's I mean, just when really that unexpected guides. thing happens. <laughs> we're good guides. Like, you'd be a really good guide because you're so knowledgeable. And, and just your passion. You know, it's it's that's why I wanted you on this uh, on this series I was doing. And I'm still working on that. So um, Yeah, man, yeah. No, hey, you need me for anything. You you introduced me. You've helped create my my mind's eye, man. And I can't thank you enough, you and Sean, for for what you've done. You know, yeah. Sean's amazing. Again, I'm so I'm, I'm just so great that it's. I, I just can't wait for the Abbey. You know, to get us all of there down there like at the same time. 
It seems yeah. like we're always off doing our own thing somewhere else. So, yeah. Because usually Halloween is too, there's just too much going on. You know, it's just, we, we do things and, you know, it's just, there's so many different investigations happening. So, you know, like these, uh, a lot of the paranormal conventions conflict yeah. with a lot of what we're doing right now. So, yeah. So, um, if, if, the, if, I get more information on uh, this thing in uh, South Dakota at the Bullock in Dead Deadwood. Would you oh. want to go? I'll get you the information. We'll buy your tickets. Just depends when it is. So September twenty ninth. Okay. Yeah, I know. So that weekend. Okay. I, it just depends. Like the the second week of September, we're going to um, Orlando. We're finally going to do like Galaxy's oh, Edge, nice. Walt Disney World, oh, like yeah. that. I, I'm. Like you, I'm a big fan of the '80s. I was a child of the. 80s. So we're gonna go for that Tron roller coaster because yeah. that Tron roller coaster opens up um, in April, which is just right around the corner now. Um, yeah. But I also want to do like Universal Studios, like do the Jurassic Park, all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Do all the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, we always do like uh, when we travel. It's always for like um, paranormal paranormal investigations. Yeah. So I just want to do one where it's just fun. You know, I mean, we're having fun at the investigations, but just. Uh, where it's just like Walt Disney World or just something. That's why like I'm glad I still have kids. They keep me young. You know? <laughs> they they, they want to go yep. to all these places. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, I can't thank you enough, man. Thank you for thank being you. on tonight. It thank was great so talking with you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll uh, get back to you next week. I'll put up a poll that you guys can vote on. And uh, we'll see what we're going to talk about next week. But this, Chris, this I can't thank you enough, man. You're welcome. I can't thank you enough. This is a great show, man. It was, yeah. The spiritchasers.com is my website if you want to go on there, events, okay. videos, all of that stuff. But thank you for having me and thank you for being such a wonderful friend. You bet, man. Take care. All right. Take care. <clears throat> all right.